1: Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time, contact tracing time. Can we talk about something other than contact tracing time? Hey, football games start in two weeks time. Whatever time of day it is, boys and girls, it's the right time for the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker studio here on a Monday evening. How are you? Hope you're well. Hope you had a good weekend. I'm going to be honest, guys. This That was a—I know Tennessee didn't play over the weekend, so for some of y'all, that, that's kind of like, oh, what else is out there? But uh, I, I think there's a big old wide world of sports out there, and I thought it was a pretty good sports weekend. You know, I, I say that because it's no secret I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Chicago Cubs who had a no-hitter, Alec Mills, Tennessee native, Clarksville native, Nashville area native— Alec Mills threw a no hitter for the Cubs on Saturday, or over the—I think it was Sunday, actually. Uh, Arsenal, uh, Arsenal Football Club over across the pond. Big fan of those guys. They had a season opening win over the weekend. Uh, NFL was back. College football finding a way. Got playoffs on right now. Got the, the NHL Vegas Dallas game right now on here in the studio. There's NBA playoffs going on as well. All kinds of good stuff, guys. There is so much there's so many sports going on right now. I think that's something to celebrate. <clears throat> if I can get my voice with me, I think that's something to celebrate. I, I really do. I'm, I'm excited about that. And uh, the reason I'm saying that is because what we're going to do with this episode is we're going to get to interviews. Uh, three Tennessee football seniors recently got wide receiver Brandon Johnson, uh, kicker Brent Samaglia, and running back Ty Chandler. Recently caught up with all three of those guys. And, and we're going to have uh, conversations with them throughout this podcast. We're gonna drop that audio in here, but before we do that, I just really, really wanted to say this very, very quickly, guys. Sports are back, and that's something to celebrate. And I, there's too much negativity that I'm seeing right now, um, and, and it's not with with all of the the Tennessee fan base whatsoever. There's just a there's a segment of it there that keeps talking about contact tracing all the time. Contact tracing, contact contact tracing, say that about 10 times fast. That's, it seems to be the primary thing that a lot of people are discussing. And I don't have the answers for that. I can't tell you uh, why Tennessee uh, seems to have one of the more, um, I guess you could say restrictive policies in the Southeastern Conference. I don't know everyone's policies. I I, I don't, I just don't. Uh, I don't, I, I have to go there and sit through every state, every county, every city Every university, every athletic department, there's like six or seven layers you got to go through to get to to what is the policy for for each one of these teams. And, and, and Tennessee's policy, I, I I can tell you after speaking with people at Tennessee, some people throughout the league, I do think Tennessee has somewhat of a more restrictive policy. I'm not gonna say that's good. I'm not gonna say that's bad. I'm not a doctor, I'm not an epidemiologist. That that's not at all my area of expertise. So I'm not going to really get into all that until I talk to even more people, maybe, and get a better feel for this. But we're talking about it so much already, and the season hasn't even started yet. And I'm just seeing some negativity here that that I don't... i kinda got to be honest, guys. This has been a really, really bad year. I almost said a word that I'm not supposed to say on this family-friendly podcast. This year has sucked, in every way that a year can suck. But we're getting ready to have some kind of a football season, right? People were concerned, would they have a season? Yes, they're going to have a season. Uh, Will there be any fans in the stadium? Yes, there will be some fans in the stadium. This is going to be a weird year, and you're seeing this across the country. I I think people keep saying this is just something – it feels like some people think this is just something that's going on at Tennessee, and it's not. Arkansas State – over the weekend, uh, went to Kansas State, played without nine starters, and beat Kansas State. Beat them. Guys, they beat them. Georgia Southern goes out there with 33 players inactive, right? Went out there and played a football game. There are going to be UC starters across the country. It is going to be unusual If any team walks out there for that season opening game in the SEC and has everybody it wants to be there, maybe some will do it. I would be surprised if that happens. There are going to be players who will not be there. For whatever reason, they will not be there. Uh, In some cases throughout the SEC, there's been some guys who don't want to play. Totally fair play to them, no problem. Uh, I understand that. Uh, But the guys who want to play, some of them are going to have tested positive or they're going to have been flagged in the contact tracing protocol. And I'm not going to sit here and say that any of them have done something wrong because this virus, it just doesn't care. It it, it doesn't care if you're a great athlete. It doesn't care. You know, it it, it doesn't care if you're what color you are, you know, it doesn't care if you're a man or woman. If it wants to get you, it's going to get you. uh, It seems like in some cases. Now, I do think there are some of these cases probably where some of these guys could could have learned a lesson uh, and hopefully they will uh, but sometimes there's pretty much nothing they can do about it. For instance, just a random example. Let's say a player has a girlfriend and that player's girlfriend tests positive for the virus. Well, very likely, uh, unless somebody's just being an absolute spartan during football season, he's probably seen his girlfriend, probably been over to his house. If he if she has been uh If she has gotten the virus, then whether that player has it or not, he is going to be uh, flagged for contact tracing. And everyone who lives with him in that apartment is going to be flagged for contact tracing. And that is going to happen this season. Now, I I would hope that uh, some of these guys, maybe if if it's the opener and they see Tennessee playing against South Carolina, it's a tough game. It's not going their way and they see on the television that, man, I could be there, I could be helping, maybe that will will help these guys understand just exactly how many precautions they have to take right now. Uh, but I don't – they're kids. Sometimes they're going to make mistakes, and sometimes they're just going to have bad luck. But I, I get the feeling like there is so much negativity here before the season has even started, and there's paranoia. And I, I just – I'll be honest, guys, I, I don't, I don't like it. I really don't. I don't. I think this is something that has got to stop happening. It just, it kind of sounds whiny. I'm just going to be honest with you, it does, a little bit. This is a really weird year. A lot of people are doing their best. People have moved heaven and earth to get this game played again at the college level this fall. A lot of people have spent a lot of time and a lot of money and made a lot of sacrifices to make this happen. And we're going to be entertained by this. We're going to get football. None of these guys will be charged a year of eligibility. So if you know if something goes wrong, hey, it's a weird year. It's just going to be how it is. But to sit there and have this paranoid mindset that Tennessee's got it so bad and nobody else in the league has it at all, and guys, I, I got to be honest with you, it sounds a little chicken littleish to me. It does. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm going too far on this. And, and I understand. When you talk about a league as competitive as the SEC, where Tennessee's been, where Tennessee wants to go, that's a tough thing to make up ground in this league. It is really tough. And I sympathize completely with people who are frustrated and tired of losing and they want Tennessee to be back as soon as possible, playing at the highest level, winning championships, competing for them at the very least. But right now, let's just, let's just try to enjoy a football season here a little bit. Can we stop for a second and think about what this year has been like? What this year's been like? It's it's it sucked, guys. And and football season is going to start in less than two weeks. Next week, this time, in six days from now, actually, it will be a game week. It will be a game week. Let, let Let's be excited about that, right? Now, if they go out there, And I'll be honest, they had, they scrimmage over the weekend, had 30-something guys, I think 33, 34 guys who couldn't practice. And that was the best it's been for them in a couple weeks. So you're probably not going to see perfect football. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of other teams in college football who are dealing with this same thing. And to sit there and act like this is some sort of conspiracy, I just, I'm not there yet. And you're free to think whatever you want. I, I'm not gonna sit here and try to justify you know what I think and try to maybe try to project that onto you. You should think what you want. That That's the beauty of of life. You can think what you want. But with everything we've been through this season and we're a week and a half or so, you know, week 10, 12 days away from seeing college football, seeing Tennessee play college football, can we just be excited about that, please? Can we do that? Can we not just gripe all the time about this? That that would be that would be nice. Um, now you think what you want to think. That's that's totally fine. I'll step off this soapbox here in just a second. But I just I've been reading a lot of stuff and, and talking to a lot of people, and, and I just there's just so much negativity about this right now. And l- l- let's go see what these guys can do. Maybe it'll be an opportunity for other guys. Maybe there will be some guys step up and do some really nice things. We'll see some freshmen maybe go out there with the opportunity and go make some big plays. That, that That's fun, right? I mean, let's see what they can do. Let's not make excuses for them before they've gone out there and, and we've watched them play. We've not seen them other than, what, three to four minutes per day in some of the practices we're getting video from. That's all we're seeing. So... You know, I get that Pruitt maybe wants to slow play it a little bit. Maybe he wants to lo- holz it a little bit, or maybe he's just genuinely frustrated. I imagine on some level he is. In fact, I I know. Talked to the guy. I know he's there's some frustration there. But from the outside looking in, let's just enjoy that a season's about to happen. Let's not let's not make excuses before they're even needed. It just to me that sounds like something a loser would do. And 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 I I just I don't. It's just been such a frustrating year, and we're getting ready to have football. So let's focus on that. Let's focus on that a little bit. Let's try to enjoy that. And I know most of you will. I know most of you will. Anyway, that's enough for me. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt did speak on Monday uh, to the – virtually, uh, of course, to the Knoxville Quarterback Club. Uh, talked about you know, some of the COVID issues, some of the guys being out. He mentioned Javante Spragans, uh, freshman offensive lineman, getting an opportunity, doing some things. He mentioned Harrison Bailey, the freshman quarterback, his development being stunted a little bit with various things, with being out for COVID and some of these other issues. So – There are things he mentioned, and we have that stuff on the website, and we're going to have more of it, and we're going to have a a couple more podcasts this week, but I just wanted to get started by hearing from some of Tennessee's seniors, and and we'll get started uh, with the guy who I think could could kind of very quietly put together a pretty good season, and that's Brandon Johnson, the senior wide receiver son of former Major League Baseball All-Star and World Series champion Charles Johnson a guy who took a strategic red shirt last year as a fourth-year senior to come back as a fifth-year senior with no uh, Juwan Jennings, no Marquez Callaway, and a guy who's going to have an opportunity, uh, I think, to do some things this season. I think he's a guy who's a pretty solid football player, uh, and he's always been a really sharp kid, a guy who um, kind of grew up or, around sports and you know in, in a good situation and just a smart, a smart kid who knows what he's talking about, and I think he's a guy who could do some good things this season. So we'll get this started right now. Here is tennessee senior wide receiver brandon johnson hey brandon i know that um when you think about sort of a preseason camp and and an offense getting ready for a season the passing game so much of it is is based on timing and getting everybody on the same page have y'all had issues doing that because so many guys have been in and out of the lineup
2: um i wouldn't say we've had issues doing that um i think we've done a great job of filling in what we need to fill in and um, also with that playing at a high level. So I think that everybody, everybody in the receiver core, they come to practice every day, ready to go. So therefore like let's say a, a receiver drops down, there's no drop off in the level of play. Everybody's playing hard. Everybody's so that that kind of allows us to have the same kind of timing just in case, maybe somebody's out for whatever reason.
3: We'll go to David Paschal followed by Jimmy Himes.
0: Hey, Brandon, uh, when Coach Pruitt the other day mentioned 44 players being out, obviously that's a pretty staggering number. What has the team morale kind of been like these past few days, given that number, and has this hurt the momentum of this program that was being built in any way, shape, or form?
2: Um, I say, I say the team morale has been high, um, and I don't think it's really hurt. Um, you know what, what, what we have going. Um, like I said, I, I feel like everybody's. We kind of knew what we we're getting into. Um, during this pandemic. And we kind of knew that, okay, at certain periods of time, different people may be out for X reasons. So um, I feel like everybody was ready for it. And I think the team morale is high because um, I just think everybody was ready for you know things that may happen.
3: Jimmy. Hey Jimmy, you have to unmute
0: your line. Brandon, talk a little bit about how these freshmen may have pushed you a little bit and how they're pushing the wide receiver cord. Secondly, what have you seen out of Jarrett Garantana where you think he may be better than he was a year ago?
2: Um, okay, so as far as the freshmen goes, um, all the freshmen, they look really good. I mean, the future is super bright for all the freshmen. Um, as far as pushing us, they're pushing us to, you know, A, compete on a high level every day, Um also, they're, they're challenging our leadership because, you know, with freshmen comes uh, a certain level of leadership. You have to be able to bring young guys along, show them the ropes, um, teach, them, teach them the right way to go about certain things. And um, I, th- I really think the future is really bright for all the freshmen that came in. And um, as far as Jared, um, Jared is just, he's become such a great leader um, amongst the team. Everybody, he has respect of everybody on the team. And um, I just can't wait to see what he does this season.
3: All right, we'll go to Brent Hubbs, followed by Mike Wilson.
0: Brandon, I'm curious as to – I know this offseason's been different, but you've not played football in a year. What's that been like for you mentally? And secondly, how do you think you're a better football player? What What did you really focus on this past year uh, to get ready for this senior season?
2: Um, as far as sitting out for a year, like, um, you know, it it, it – how can I say this? It was, it wasn't fun sitting back and watching, you know, my teammates go to battle every uh, every game last season. Um, but now that I'm in it and now that we're getting so close to game time, like I'm just excited, like I can't wait to go. And I, I think that time off really just, just helped me take a, take a step back and look at the game from the outside in, so to speak. And um, it really allowed me to kind of get my game in order as far as like mentally, really, really mentally, um, working on the physical aspect as well. Uh, routes. I mean, there's just so much you can you can never stop working in the game of football. There's so much I, you can you can do to improve yourself, whether it be mentally or physically. So, I've just been working all around this game. Mike.
4: Yeah, Brandon. I'm, I was curious how you've seen Rice Thompson and Alante Taylor grow over the course of the last year or so, and what's it like to go up against those guys now compared to when they got here two years ago.
2: Oh man, it's it's crazy to see their growth um I say those, those are really those are really just really smart uh really smart players so I mean they, they're they're pointing out different things and and you just love to see their growth because right now like the way they're looking they look like some of the top Dbs in the in the, the country so it's, it's been cool to go up against those guys every day and just to watch their improvement up close it's been really cool to see
3: we'll go to Ryan Shumpert followed by Patrick Brown. Hey, Brandon, you talked a little bit about being a leader on this team. How kind of challenging has that been to keep everyone focused on what they can focus on when there are so many outside variables in this fall camp?
2: Um, I wouldn't say it's been too challenging just because I feel like everybody came in um, to camp with the right mindset. Um, I think that goes a long way. So it hasn't really been too challenging for for guys in the leadership role just because I feel like everybody kind of has their head on straight and they they know what, what goal we're trying to reach.
3: Hey, Brandon, you, you kind of touched on a little bit too for, from a leadership standpoint. How, how do you have to go about things differently knowing that you've got guys that are watching you, that are leaning on you, uh, that, that are trying to find out what you know and, and kind of take what you can give them? How do you, how do you have to kind of change your approach, whether it's on the field, off the field, just on a daily basis, uh, knowing that you have to kind of fill that role?
2: Um, you just really have to be conscious of how you may carry yourself. And like you said, you are being watched at all times. So... Uh, you do have to be conscious of how you carry yourself, um, what kind of efforts you're giving. And, um, and you can't really tell anybody to do anything you're not doing yourself. So that's one thing you kind of have to lead by example as well as being a motivator.
1: Go to Wes Rucker and then back to Jimmy Himes. Brandon, how much, if any different, are you as a player from the last time we've seen you play in games? I know we saw you play a little bit early last season and you made a couple plays and, we've seen you play before, but but what has anything about your game changed since maybe early last season?
2: Uh I would say just my confidence level. Confidence level. That's, that's probably the number one
1: thing. I'm just I'm so excited just to get out get back out there and play, man. It's just I just, I can't wait. Does some of that maybe come from sitting back and, and watching a little bit or does it just come from kind of the the you get kind of maybe twitchy a little bit when you're not out there playing?
2: Now I would say a lot of that comes from sitting back and watching a little bit. Um, you, you look at things from a different standpoint where you're not actually in it. And um, maybe you know, be sitting back and looking at other guys, you may be able to realize, okay, like this works, maybe this works, you know, different things like that. So I really think sitting back for, for a little while I definitely kind of helped me improve my game.
0: Brandon, we've seen high schools playing for a month, We've seen a number of college games already. The NFL started Thursday night. How eager are you to get on the field and play a football game?
2: Uh, super eager, especially now that, like you said, we've seen some some games being played and and you see see that they can be played. You know, during this time, so I'm super excited to get back out there.
3: We'll go to Rick Russo and then to Eric Kane.
0: Hey, Brandon. Uh, a couple questions. Uh, what? What's your concern level at this point with with players being out, players coming back that Tennessee can indeed field a competitive team on the twenty sixth against South Carolina? And then did you watch last night's game and see the limited crowd, and what were your impressions or thoughts about seeing a stadium with with so very little people in it?
2: Um, okay um i'm I'm confident um, I'm confident well, I'll be ready by the time uh, by the time the game rolls around. Like I said, everybody has the right mindset. So it's kind of like a next man up mindset. And people are being, a people have learned to be adaptable to play different uh, positions, offense, defense. So uh, I, I'm confident we'll be more than ready um, come the 26th. And um, yeah, I did see the game last night and um, it was pretty cool to see, you know, some fans out there, you know, obviously players, we kind of feed off the energy from the crowd and the fans, but I mean, uh, with today's climate, you know, it is it, kind of like, an, it is what it is kind of situation. And, um, so yeah, it is what it is. But if they allow any fans to come, like, I'm cool with that.
3: Eric, hey Brandon, you've uh, you've been in this program for quite a while now. How much different is the program now compared to when you stepped foot? And if so, is it is it better? And um, how is it better?
2: Um, oh man, that's a heavy question. Um. Uh, just two, just, just just different coaching styles. Um, I've seen a lot of coaches like come and go through this program, and um, I'm not gonna say any coaches better than another. Just just a bunch of different styles. And um, uh, uh, Coach Pruitt is a great coach. I mean, we love him, and I love what he's doing with the team, and just can't wait to get can't wait to get back on.
3: Last two questions. We'll go to Patrick Brown, and then close with Austin Price. Brandon, you kind of you kind of touched on this, but your decision to to redshirt obviously the the short term was you had to kind of sit and watch last season. I guess the long term is uh, you, you get getting to play this year, maybe you have a little bit better opportunity. Uh, is that how you viewed it at the time, and, and sort of looking back at it now, almost a year out, uh, kind of how do you review that decision, and, and do you feel confident that it's going to turn out to be the right one for you?
2: Oh, yeah, I'm definitely confident it will turn out to be the right decision for me. Um, I wasn't. Just a decision for myself. It was a decision for my team. I felt like I'd be better suited to help my team out this year, and um, I don't I don't regret anything. So, pretty excited. Austin
0: Brandon, you mentioned a minute ago guys playing offense and defense and, and adjusting on the fly. If you had to play another position, what would be what, what would you be comfortable playing? Uh, any any
2: receiver position on the field, I can play. It. So, I'm cool with everything. All right, thanks, Brandon. Thank you, guys.
1: That was Tennessee senior wide receiver Brandon Johnson, and we are just getting started here on the GoVoss 24-7 podcast. We're going to step away quickly, going to pay some bills, listen to some products, ads, services, and those other fun things, and we will be right back to hear from a couple more Tennessee seniors Uh, We'll talk first with senior kicker Brent Simaglia and then senior running back Ty Chandler. Before that, though, we're going to get to break, so hang on just one second, guys. We'll be right back here on the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law welcome back to the GoVols 24 7 podcast brought to you by whatever products and services and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break west rucker coming to you from fort rucker studio here on a monday evening again getting this podcast out a little bit later than i wanted to today but but i guess that's 2020 isn't it and besides, maybe there's some, some people still up tonight getting ready to, uh, to watch the Titans play as I'm recording this about know, a little less than an hour or so away from the Titans kicking off their season in Denver. So we'll see what the fighting Derrick Henry's have to say about things going in the 2020 season, a big 2019 for them. Hopefully they can uh, keep building on that. That'd be good for the state, uh, As you heard in the first segment, uh, we're going to have three Tennessee football seniors, University of Tennessee football seniors, I guess I should say. Uh, On this podcast, we've already spoken with senior wide receiver Brandon Johnson, and we're going to get to senior kicker Brent Simaglia and senior running back Ty Chandler here in just a second. Before we do that, though, I am going to remind everyone, uh, I'm going to ask everyone, I should say, please go in there, hit the subscribe button on this podcast. Please go in and rate and review this podcast. Uh, we're happy to do this for free it's it's no skin off our backs guys we we enjoy doing this it's a labor of love but uh, the one thing we're going to ask in return if you could uh, go in there uh, whether you're listening to us on apple podcasts or, or spotify or you know anywhere on the google marketplace uh, iheart radio tunein stitcher uh, wherever fine pods are casted we are there uh, and so Wherever you're listening to us, please hit the subscribe button, and please, please go in there and rate and review this podcast. Uh, We're excited about where things are going. I can see the numbers. They keep going up and up every single week, every single month, and it's awesome. It's really, really awesome where we're taking this thing. Uh, It's been fun to do, but uh, the one thing that you can do to help us speed that up even more is to go in there and rate and review this podcast. And If we do some merch giveaways and things like that later, uh, we'll probably do some of that related to... The uh, related to the, the ratings and reviewings there on Apple Podcasts especially. And uh, if you have questions on there, if you want to ask us uh, things that you want us to discuss on this podcast, maybe something that, that we haven't gone into uh, yet that you'd like to see us, uh, or if you go, hey, Wes, stop talking about complaining about people, complaining about contact tracing, whatever it is uh, that you want to say, go in there, please do that. We are not above constructive criticism, we are happy to do this, and we want to make this the podcast that y'all want it to be. So please go in there and do that, that would help us out a lot, and now that I've got that out of the way, let's hear from one of the top senior kickers, one of the top kickers overall in college football, uh, Tennessee's Brent Samaglia, uh, the artist also known as Automaglia samaglia a guy who... Uh, Really just put together one of the best seasons a Tennessee kicker has ever had last year. Uh, Just, I think, 23 of 27 overall. uh, Made all of his PATs. Was 9 for 11 on kicks beyond 40 yards. Hit a 51-yarder, 53-yarder. A guy who was very competitive, uh, very strong mentally, physically and a guy who thinks he's going to go on and have another big senior season or another big season as a senior, I should say, in 2020. So let's hear from a a guy who never lacks for confidence, a guy who uh, if if the game's on the line, you got to make a kick, and you're Tennessee, if you're Jeremy Pruitt, if you're a Tennessee fan, if you're a Tennessee player and he's your teammate, a guy who you are happy to have on your side, and that is Brent Semaglia. So let's listen to senior kicker Brent Semaglia.
0: Brent, was there a, a situation during your Tennessee career where you you made a kick, or there was a situation that all of a sudden gave you a lot of confidence that that you could be a successful kicker at the college level? Um, not
4: really. No, I kind of go out there. I mean, even if it's an extra point or you know a fifty-plus yard field goal, I kind of have the same mentality with each, each field goal. Really, um, I just want to make it and kind of put my team above you know the other team and. And I mean, one kick, I kick each ball uh, with one mentality. You know, this is my first kick, and I'm going to make it. Um, and I don't even think about any other kick, really. So
3: We'll go to David Pasco, followed by Dan
0: Harrelson. Hey, Brent. Obviously, when everybody hears a number like 44 players that missed last Saturday's practice, uh, you wonder how the morale of the team is going through something like this. How is the morale and, and kind of take me through what happens when, when someone's in quarantine, what's the relationship with the players that are still out there practicing or y'all staying in touch with those who aren't as fortunate.
4: Um, I mean the team overall, we're all really close. Um, for us, the morale really didn't change. You know, we, we have a goal um, is to get set for South Carolina and we're going to do that each, each and every day. Um, and honestly, the, the the senior class, we kind of stepped up as, you know, leaders, and we kind of pushed everybody. Um, so I'd say the morale kind of really never changed.
0: And how much contact is there between the players via text or whatever, that, the players that can't be practicing right now and those who still are?
4: Yeah. Um, I mean, we're all kind of a close bunch. Um, we all kind of talk every day, um, even if it's the checkup on them, like, hey, how you doing? Um, and we're always on a Zoom call or texting or calling each
3: other, so... Dan Brent uh, talk about the special teams unit you have yourself Paxton's back Joe Doyle's returning and Brett Graham transferred in Uh, you mentioned that you guys are close but just kind of talk about the competition whether it's kicker punter and holder
4: yeah um I mean I think overall the specialist unit um it's going to be a good year for us um you know, we have Pax Brooks returning. Uh, he's a great punter and kickoff specialist. Uh, we have Joe, you know, who just brings a good morale to the group. Um, and You also have Brett Graham that transferred in. Um, he's a good character to have. Um, you know, it's going to be very competitive in, in each, each position, um, even with long snappers. You know, we're all kind of a, an older bunch now, but the long snapper group, you know, a couple young guys stepping in, and I'm very, very confident that they're going to get their job done. Um, so I'm excited to see what this unit holds for us. We'll go to
3: Patrick Brown and Wes Rucker. Brent, I think you hit from 51 and, and 53 last season. I guess have you expanded your your range at all going into this season? How how far do you feel like you how far out do you feel like you can you can hit it from?
4: <laughs> um I tell Coach Brew every game day, uh cross the 50 and, and I'm good. I want to attempt it. Um for me, I mean, each year I want to improve on something and distance and, and accuracy and being very consistent was one of them. Um, but, you know, I'm confident in the field goal unit um, from snap to hold that we'll get it down and, you know, wherever we attempt it, we'll make it.
3: you know the longest one you've hit in, in a practice this preseason?
4: Uh, I really don't kind of look at all this stuff, but I've had to put a number on it. I did hit one from 60
3: in Nealon uh, last week. So, Wes
1: Brent. I know that um, you know. With everything going on with COVID, I think we saw in one early FCS game or something there there was a team that had missed like three long snappers or something at the same time, and guys being in quarantine. How many more guys have had to get ready as you know, snappers, holders, and stuff like that, just in case?
4: Um, you know, I kind of really don't pay attention to stuff. I kind of focus more on what I could control. Um, you know, as you can tell, there's a lot of uncertainty, um, with this COVID stuff and in the season. Um, but actually funny story, I was talking to my dad yesterday and he said, you know, we can only control the controllables and we have to kind of stand firm in our faith and trust God because everything that's happening now is happening for a purpose and a reason. Um, and I truly believe that. So, Right now, I'm gonna just control the controllables and get ready for South Carolina.
1: And the second thing I had was, I know that that you, uh, there's been this this nickname. I don't know who who on the internet gave it, started it, but you've been called Automaglia, and yep. I'm wondering uh, what are your thoughts on that. I know you're you're not a guy who lacks confidence. Yeah, um, I mean, for me, I, it's a cool
4: name, but I want to be something more than just a a nickname or or a saying. Um, You know, I want to go out there for a bigger reason and a bigger purpose. Um, So I kind of don't dive in all that stuff. Um, It's more about the the power T on the jersey, um, the last name. So, you know, I never really
3: dove into all that. We'll go to Mike Wilson.
4: Brent, you kind of mentioned Joe Doyle and his personality. What was it like having him? come back and rejoin you guys was that a surprise and how much fun has it been to have him back uh i mean yeah it was a surprise um you know joe's a a great athlete and honestly a great friend i've been with him every year i've been here um and it's just great to have him back i mean just the the personality and the character he brings to the unit you know he comes in every day with a smile um and with him you know i love his work mentality um each day is not you know he doesn't take a day off. It's always a work day for him. Um, and honestly, it's good to have that
3: around. Um, it builds up confidence, not only in myself, but all the other specialists. We'll go to Jimmy Himes.
0: I, mean, I was wondering, uh, in terms of uh, Tennessee, I think has not been able to scrimmage as much as, as it wanted to. Coach Pruitt has talked about calling some off. Do you think that kickers are less affected by not scrimmaging because you guys can always go off on your own to work on your on your skills
4: yeah um I mean scrimmages are nice for us because it kind of gets us you know ready for for what game day scenarios will be like um but personally for me like i'm game I'm game ready every day um I don't go out there just to kick the kick um I go out there to you know get ready to be you know be game ready. Um, so, I mean, the scrimmages are helpful, but, you know, practices are also helpful because that kind of hones in what, what I'm doing and, and kind of prepare for South Carolina. We'll go
1: to Wes Rucker, followed by Troy Wallace. Hey Brent, kind of a, a, a side topic here. Uh, I know there's, the, there, there's that tiger that's been running around Knoxville, uh, sure. apparently. If you could only send one teammate in there to go get that tiger, who would it be and why? Oh, without a doubt, Trey Smith you kidding me? The Tiger
4: sees Trey running up? <laughs> that Tiger's gone.
5: Uh, Brett, during the uh, – this is Trey Wallace. During the the time where you guys were back home, uh, up until you got to come back on campus, were you working with any kind of kicking coach back home? And if you were, what are some things uh, that you guys had in mind that you wanted to get better at for this year? Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, funny, I
4: didn't have a field to kick on uh, when I went back home. I was kicking basically in a ditch, just an open field, um, and I was kicking towards a light post. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I honestly, my dad uh, helped me out a lot. Um, he was out there every day I kicked. Um, I also sent film to Dan Orner a few days, um, just kind of get, you know, a recap of, of what I need help with. Um, but, honestly, personally, I think that, that time home and that time sitting in a ditch, kind of brought me back to to my roots and, and made football fun again. Um, because it's it's honestly not about where you are; it's it's doing what you love. Um, and I honestly had fun with it every day. So,
5: when you say you were when you say you were working in a ditch, are we talk about like a field near your house or something like that, or or can you explain it? <laughs>
4: yeah, no. In, in Florida, they have these big ditches. Um, right. And basically you could put a football field out there, but it was funny. We went to Home Depot and we bought a little handheld grass cutter and we were cutting little squares to where I can actually, you know, kick the ball without getting too much grass. Um, But, yeah, a (laughs) ditch.
3: Fantastic. Yep. I think that's all we got. Thank you, Brent. Awesome. Thank you.
1: That was Tennessee senior kicker Brent Somaglia. Maybe we should call him uh, the ditch kicker Brent Somaglia. A lot of interesting things there. A guy who said, listen, no excuses. Tennessee's going to go out there and play football this season, and he's going to go out there and kick this season. And uh, whoever's there to snap, whoever's there to hold, who, you know, it's just like anything else, they're going to go out there and find a way to get it done. So always a guy who's interesting to uh, – good to catch up with is Brent Simagley. And here's another guy that it's good to catch up with, uh, Tennessee senior running back Ty Chandler, a guy who – has been a big play machine at times since his freshman season, a guy who is one of the faster guys in college football. If you get him in the open field, uh, that sucker is going to go. He's a really, really fast player. Uh, but a guy who wants to be a more complete player and a guy who I, I think has the ability to do that. Now he's got Eric Gray pushing him, so so maybe that will uh, push him even faster uh, to get to that area uh, where he can be the kind of player I think he can be, uh, but still a guy who's been Tennessee's leading rusher the past two seasons, a guy who's made a, some big plays for Tennessee the past few years, and a guy who uh, is dangerous in the kick return game too, a guy who can, who can make a big play uh, sometimes out of nothing, so a guy who I, I think... If he will take his game to the next level and be the kind of player he can be and be a, that kind of a, a book in there, a compliment guy with Gray, uh, Tennessee could 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 really have something on that offensive line uh, or in the running game, I should say, because you got the offensive line. Uh, you've got a senior quarterback who you would imagine now a second year in the system gets you into the right plays, gets you where you need to go. And you got a guy like Gray, who could be a star, and a guy like Ty Chandler also in there in the backfield who who could make some big plays and a guy who could have a could have a big season. you know, Let, let's not forget that it's no guarantee that Eric Gray's the starter going forward, you know? I mean, Ty Chandler's a guy who's who might have something to say about that a guy who's made a bunch of big plays in his career and a guy who probably will make some more big plays this season as a senior. Uh, And at times in the past week or so, it seems like he's almost been the only running back out there at practice. But, hey, that's how it goes during uh, during COVID land, right? Uh, Anyways, I'm going to get out of the way here and let you all hear from Ty Chandler. So here is Tennessee senior running back Ty Chandler.
3: Hey, uh, Ty, how has uh, T. Hodge performed so far coming into the camp and uh, getting those reps in and, you know, kind of trying to provide some depth behind you and Eric?
6: Uh, T. looking good, man. Great individual. Um, excited to have him in the room. Uh, he just brings a positive energy. Uh, great running back overall. I'm looking forward to him, to watching him, watching him grow and develop here at the university. We'll
3: go to Rob Lewis, then Jimmy Himes. Rob, you there?
5: Yeah, I'm here, Bill. Ty, just you know, talking to Coach Pruitt the past few days. You've you've been the only running back at, at practice for, for several several days now. How how tough has that been? What have you how have you been able to handle all the reps?
6: Uh, it's been going well, man. Everybody's working together. Uh great positive energy throughout practice. So uh just looking forward to it, looking forward to getting better.
3: Jimmy.
0: Tanya, coaches always talk about how competition makes a player better. Do you think Eric Gray has made you a better running back?
6: Oh, no doubt, man. Like they say, iron sharpens iron. And I'm I'm just grateful to be able to be in the room with him. Um, He has a great skill set of brains to the game. Um, And he's even taught me things. Uh, We talk about stuff all the time, and we just feed off each other. And, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to go out there and compete with him. Um, I feel like he gets me better. He gets the whole team better. So I love it.
0: And if you fell ran the 40-yard dash, who would win, you or him?
6: I think I'd still get him, though.
3: <laughs> we'll go to Austin Price, then Trey Wallace.
0: Ty, just uh, I know you only got a couple of practices in in the spring, but now that you've been able to get out on the practice field and work with Coach Graham a lot through fall camp, or have you found yourself learning things? Or has he made you a better player? And just kind of break down what you feel like he brings to the table.
6: Um, he he brings a, a positive energy to the table. Uh, he just a great attitude overall. He's taught me a lot, um, a lot about angles and taking on defenders and being able to read blocks, uh, stuff of that nature. So he he's improved my game a ton and uh, helping me take it to the next level. So uh, overall, a great, great mentor, great guy to learn from. Um, and I've enjoyed the time being with him. Trey.
5: Ty, uh, what's it been like for you knowing that you had this offensive back this year, uh, something you guys could build on from last year and the veterans, especially led by Trey Smith?
6: I'm looking forward to working with those guys again, man. Great group of guys. They come out every day and, and work hard. Uh, I'm grateful to be able to run behind them. Uh, a bunch of big guys up front, and I feel like we're going to build off uh, something even better than what we started last year, and uh, just keep building. I'm looking forward to it, man. And those guys have been working their butts off, so I'm, I'm excited to run behind them. I'm going to give them all. So We'll
3: go to Ryan Schumpert, then Wes Rucker. Tie with the possibility of players missing time during the season. Is there kind of a sense of urgency for young players that they have to be ready to contribute, whereas they might not necessarily in a normal season?
6: Oh yeah, everybody's got to be ready to contribute, uh, no matter what what time it is, man. Whether it could be anything, so uh, and I see that happening. A lot of young guys stepping up and being able to to make plays downfield. Uh, so, yeah, young players always got to be ready to step up, man. It's a, it's a rough time, but everybody's staying positive about it and, and willing to work. So that's the main thing.
1: Hey, Ty, I got a couple of questions. The The, the first one would, would be, you know, I know players in the offseason, if I asked you, you'd probably say you want to improve everything, right? You want to do everything better than you've done it before. But were there one or two things you really wanted to improve the, the most kind of going into this offseason? Oh, yeah. Me personally, I just want to um just being able to finish
6: runs. Um, just seeing different things such as uh read keys and holes and uh just just going out there and being able to execute, uh, playing consistent. Uh so that's something I really want to improve on my game and even catching balls out of the backfield. So uh just being able to take that to the next level. Uh that's something I really want to improve on and uh making people miss, stuff like that. So
1: and the second question is: Do do you think that uh, that tiger running around town could catch you in the open field?
6: Oh no, I ain't gonna get too close to that tiger. You ain't gonna catch me out here uh, creeping with the tiger. So I'm, <laughs> I'm stay far away as way uh,
0: from that as I can. We'll go to David Paschal, followed by Patrick Brown. Ty obviously this is new for everybody going through this with this preseason but when you have a situation like the other day when coach Pruitt says 44 players are out what is a practice like with without 44 players is it kind of surreal is it is it new is it a nuisance what is it like when you're out there
6: you know this whole time's been crazy and um uh, it is you got to take it for what it's worth man and and still go out there with a positive attitude ready to compete so I feel like if we bring that approach to every practice, um, no matter the situation, I feel like we'll be fine. And uh, I feel like that's what we've done. We've gone out there just ready to practice, man, ready to get better. I'm willing to take that next step to keep going forward and, and push this team to the level that uh, we know it can be at.
1: Thank you. Patrick.
3: Uh, a couple of questions. First of all, what do you think is maybe one or two things that may be the most different about you uh, going into this season uh, compared to the past?
6: Um, I put on a little more weight, um, so I'm, I'm maintaining that and, and being able to tote that, and uh, just having the ability to, uh, to to make people miss more and seeing seeing different things and what I need to look for, um, just in order to to improve upon my game. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what I feel like the main thing is, and just being able to to learn how to take on defenders and and what to look for, whether, like, how a going to hit you or whatnot. So I feel like I, I've improved upon a lot of that stuff, and Coach Graham's helped me out with that stuff, just seeing different reads and read keys. So I feel like that's that's mainly what I've improved on.
3: And you you talked a little bit about T earlier. What have you seen from, from Jabari Small? He's the other freshman back there that you guys got. What have you kind of seen from him this preseason?
6: Another great kid. Um, I don't want to call him kid, man. He's a great young man. Uh, he, he very shifty. Um, I'm happy to have him in the room as well. Um, he's learning great and picking up stuff well. So, I'm looking forward to. It. He's gonna be a great player here. And uh, like I said, shifty little guy. So he's gonna be he's
3: gonna be a great player. We'll
5: finish up with Trey Wallace. Hey Ty, it's going to be a little different this year when you guys are just playing SEC schools. Uh, do you guys talk about that in the locker room? What that's going to be like going in and out every weekend against top-notch, you know, top-notch teams compared to when you would have to play twelve games and whatnot. It's just a little different this year. What are y'all's thoughts on that, and especially yours going in and out? Um, when you say
6: all SEC schools, it's just I feel like everyone knows what that means. Uh, it's a grind week in and week out, and I feel like that's what everybody's looking forward to. Uh, a lot of competition, man, and that's what gets you better. So we're looking forward to it. Uh, I'm up for the challenge. The team's up for the challenge, so we just got to go get it. Do
5: you have any former former guys in, in Nashville you keep up with, but in the SEC, maybe a little trash talking already going on? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, but,
6: you know, that's, that's just how we are, man, everybody – wants to have their little input and pick at each other. So um, that's just how it is. It makes it fun. Thank you. Yes, sir. Wes, did you have a
1: question too? Yes, uh, Ty. When you talk about, I, I guess being a senior, think about being a senior. I know you've never been, even going back to high school, you've never been really the loudest guy out there. But how, how much has that has being a senior now, uh, and, and with obviously with with, with Tim being gone, and it's just you kind of being the senior there now. Is it? Are you pushing yourself to to be more assertive in that role, and is that comfortable for you?
6: Oh yeah, I, I have to be, and it's grown on me. Uh, just the ability to, to speak up and. Help other people, Um, that's something that's definitely grown on me. I'm comfortable with doing it. So um, I I take on that challenge uh, to speak up more um, and and just make sure people are doing the right things. And if someone needs help, don't know what to do, uh, I'm there. You know what I'm saying, trying to give my input and my knowledge to them, uh, to help them grow um, and just develop as a player, um, just from my different experiences. Um, being on the field so yeah I'm I'm happy to help anytime I can I'm speaking up more and
1: just stepping out of my comfort zone a little bit does that include uh, dealing with you know some of the COVID stuff and telling guys to you know I- I'm sure most everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing but just making sure guys are are kind of staying in their bubble and doing what they're supposed to be doing yes sir no doubt no doubt all right last question Jimmy Himes
3: Jimmy,
0: do you have a question? Yeah. Uh, Ty, we've already seen uh, high school's been playing for a month. Uh, college is already underway. The NFL started last night. I just wonder how eager you are to get on the field. This is the latest college football has started. So how eager are you and, and this team to get on the field?
6: Yeah, man, I can't wait to get on the field because we didn't, we didn't really – we had spring practice, but it was only for a couple of days. So I feel like everybody's eager, man. Everybody's eager to get back out there. I've been – I uh, watched the game last night and been watching uh, a couple college games, so I, I'm 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 ready to play, man. It's last year, the last ride, so ready to go out with a bang.
3: All right, thanks, Ty. We appreciate it.
1: That was Tennessee senior running back Ty Chandler, and guys, I think that's just going to wrap us up for this edition of the Govalls Twenty Four Seven Podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. We always do. You can find all of us on social media. I am West Rucker 24 seven on Twitter. You can go to twitter.com slash West Rucker 24 seven for that. You can get Patrick Brown on Twitter at P Brown 24 seven. You can get Grant Ramey on Twitter at Grant Ramey and you can get Ryan Callahan on Twitter at Ryan Callahan 24 seven. Or if you just want Tennessee news, just the facts, ma'am. just the facts, sir. You can get that no personal stuff. Uh, just vol stuff, you can go get that at twitter.com slash govols247, or you can go to facebook.com slash govols247, which is not nothing. It's not just Tennessee news all the time. You'll get some other college football news, college hoops news, uh, occasionally some Titans, some Preds, some Grizzle, uh, some interesting sports stuff, but mostly, mostly just Tennessee stuff, University of Tennessee stuff there at facebook.com slash govols247. Or if you want that delicious East Tennessee Mountain Spring Water just right from the tap, you can go get that at govols 247com the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of the University of Tennessee football. Uh, Football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, baseball, women's sports. Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us right there at GoVols247.com. You can go to the checkerboard there, which is our our message board there, or you can go to the Summit, the the Women's Sports Forum. Uh, You can ask us questions all day long, and we will be there to answer them. We're called 24-7 for a reason uh, and for the the price of just, just less than one mediocre cheap lunch per month. You can get all of that, all of that, all of that. Such a cheap, such a cheap price. There aren't many good deals out there these these days. That's one of them. Really good deal. Go check that out. And if you pay us full price, then you will get free access to CBS All Access, which is CBS's streaming platform. Everything CBS has ever done, every show uh, CBS has ever made, commercial free. Uh, Also, new movies roll in and out every month. You get live sports. You get NFL. You get college football. You get college basketball, a lot of SEC football, SEC hoops. March Madness, the NCAA tournament, that's on there. Uh, You also get uh, UEFA Champions League, uh, UEFA Europa League. uh, For the big soccer freaks out there like me, you can watch all that stuff. Uh, And it's not just stuff from CBS. You can also get some exclusive podcast stuff. uh, And you can also get stuff like, uh, you know, the other Viacom properties. You got Comedy Central there you've got BET MTV Smithsonian Channel and Nickelodeon for the kids all of that all of that for free for free if you pay a full subscription to go balls 24 7 which in and of itself is a pretty good deal and now we're just putting $100 in your pocket if you've watched everything on all the other streaming services go check out CBS all access and if you pay for us you get that for free pretty good deal if you ask me I think that's just about it for the outro been a little wordy this evening I think it happens that's life we will be back uh, probably by Thursday at the latest maybe before that not sure yet but definitely by Thursday so if nothing else guys stay safe be smart out there uh, Football's almost here let's be excited about that and you'll hear from us in a couple days see you
5: the time has come for drag queens to save the world drag
0: RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount+, and for the first time ever... I want you
4: to use your talent for good for a change.
0: (laughs) Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, new season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms of Life.